So then, true. This is the the time to introduce the next big question through your actors and the writers in particular, <laughs> um, and it's the issue of reviews mm. and where you stand on that. Because yeah, I, I for for a producer in a way they're currency. You know, they are an opportunity to to make some incredible or objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you mm. can play. You can play them, but they don't go to my very soul. You know, yeah. I mean, because. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I, I, I you know, you, I, I can never be. I'm never the director. You know, the mm. the director is the name. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the name. yeah, yeah. And so it's like they're being screwed during the making because they want all these things, and then they're being judged on what they've been made. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. they they lose out either way, or they gain either way. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, I, I like uh, Huey Ball's style where he challenged them to uh, a boxing match and beat the shit out of it. Directors should challenge critics. The worst is, though, I find like that. The worst is when you agree with the review. <laughs> like, you know, when they say something and you kind of go, Yeah, you're that right, yeah. I thought that actually, you're right, mm. like it wasn't <laughs> as good as, or whatever, or that could have been better. You know, where they re, they sort of, sometimes you can get convinced along the way of, but there might be a doubt about something in the back of your head, you know what I mean? You kind of go, oh, well, maybe I got away with that, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever, you know? And they point and it out to you. And yeah. you oh, point it out. And, then, that, and so it's not... I don't mind like, that. Yeah, like, oh, no. I mean, that's just something... That's the thing you have to live with yourself. And that's the thing you have to go, right, okay, I've got to do that better. But uh, I mean, you know, I've read reviews where they say, Conrad, man, I want that hour and a half of my life back. <laughs> and stuff. And, like... I, it's almost like it takes about three years to be able to laugh at the reels. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I can laugh at it's that from the yeah. first time I made. Like it doesn't bother me. Like it's kind of like okay, you know that. But like there's definitely a period where I just get the people to produce whatever because they sort of look at everything to send to me reviews because I know they only send the me nice ones. The nice ones. Yeah. Now I kind of my philosophy is that if I'm if I'm going to believe the really great reviews, I need to you believe, to believe the bad ones. ones yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that you know. Um, for me, I kind of went through this strange evolution with, with Citadel, um, whereby, you know, you start, you start off reading every review. You're Googling for any mention of the film, you know? <laughs> um, and, 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 and thankfully, the reviews, the first reviews from Citadel South were great. Um, but it gets to a stage where, you know, the, you go through what I call like a, like, a, like a shock wall, where you take the, the, the negative stuff very personally. You're like, what the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> and, and, you know... Uh, and, and you almost need to go through that, I think, to, to come out to your side a lot more, I don't know, a lot more wise to sort of, you know, like, it gets to a certain point where you're not reading reviews. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they are stifling. And if you or just accept them, that, look, that's just someone's opinion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or, you know, you start to, to realise that there's, there's patterns. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, with, with, with Citadel, it was like, there were, there were almost like three types of great reviews and three types of bad reviews. Mm. And never anything in between for some reason. But like, the, the, for, for me, it got to a stage where it's like, okay, I get it. I know what I did, didn't do good with it, and I know what I did right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to stop reading reviews or I'll never make another film. Yeah. You know, you, you get obsessed with things. Like, I've never read one, including with, with any of my shorts, any review that's gone on IMDb. I'm just not interested. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, um, I, I I think that you can get obsessed with navel gazing your own self and and and, of and that just becomes like a straitjacket. The worst is but when you read like three or four good reviews and then you read one little comment that's <laughs> negative and then that haunts you for like <laughs> a couple of days. I never I haven't 
written a film. Uh, well, I haven't had a film made, but hopefully in the future sometime I will. But when we were doing Zombie Bashers, I remember... In eight years, too. In eight years. When I can go back on the dough, <laughs> I've no stamps left. <laughs> I remember, like, you got... We didn't, like, because it was such a low-key thing that we did, like, it was kind of more... I remember boards is the worst. I don't know why anyone would go on boards or... Oh, God, years ago I saw... <laughs> A director and he went on and tried to reason with the people on there. There's no reasoning with no, you don't, it's like, like it's like no it's, it's like yeah. trying to make sense of YouTube it's, comments. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's like you know an amazing example for me is, is the fact that you know on so relatively recently Damon Lindelof was on Twitter. You know, mm. and, and people would send him abuse and he'd retweet it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's is it? Everything he's yeah. lost, <laughs> right. Um he would retweet it and like really vicious kind of stuff yeah or he'd or he'd reply to them and he, i don't know whether it's because you know when, when well, we when did I'm, it with newsbag newsbag got when we the cartoon went down and my episode where people were hating us so i just started retweeting all the hate stuff and i i was kind of going why am i doing this but like it's it's like you know if you <laughs> if you if there's somebody shouting from a corner wanting attention yeah the worst thing you can do is to give them attention. Yeah. You know I mean, if you acknowledge true. that they're there, it's going to pump up even more. And then suddenly there's a crowd behind them. And, and then, you know, you, you've got to ignore that stuff. Like, literally, yeah. you've just got to ignore yeah. it. Well, yeah. well maybe, maybe the thing is, it's interesting. I didn't actually mean it with the question. Like, I kind of, it's a, it's a nice corollary, but it's, yeah, social media. It can, it is like virulent. You know, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. everybody is a critic. Yeah. And I always remember with Savage, the very first ever critical, Thing that we saw on the internet back in two thousand. You don't know. Looking on the internet was a big deal for me. Two thousand eight, yeah. technically wise. And the very <laughs> first thing that we see was a horrendous. No, it wasn't a horrendous review. You see, it felt <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt horrendous, but it wasn't actually that bad. I've seen far worse since. <laughs> but still, but but I suppose the point was is that after. Because it was such a shock, I suppose, you know, when you see something. No, I know, I know why it, was, it pissed us off, because we were trying to get a sales agent at the time, and we were in discussions and stuff, and we just thought, yeah, kind of and, it was, and it was on IMDb, yeah. and suddenly the review then was taken up by Quiet Earth, and suddenly it went to IMDb, and it was like it was everywhere, and, and, but it wasn't even a bad review. Yeah, mm. but I suppose what it was, the, the interesting thing is... It was indifferent. The, no, it, it's not so much... The, the context of the review, sure. whether they like it or, or dislike it, mm. is that this guy was not a journalist, mm. okay? Mm. And I think this is a really interesting thing, yeah. is that, in a way, that's a, a blogger, yeah. because everybody, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't need to go to college to get your critical no. of, uh, do you degree or whatever, degree in the or do you? And it's this... Do yeah. you need the person to be objective and you know that by looking at who, what well, they've done... Well, they need to have proper grammar. And not type in capital that, letters. That, that, you know, this sense of credentials when yeah. people, when people yeah. comment on... on yeah, absolutely. I think it's a huge thing and it's the thing that we're, we're, we're one of the first generations to face. The other filmmakers in the past didn't, you know, that you, you, you'd release a film and there'd be the set number of critics in newspapers or yeah. whatever, and that was it. But now everyone's a critic. Yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 it, it kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's a reflection of what's happening to, you know, everyone, you know, who uses Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Is that everyone wants their the sense that they're being acknowledged. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I think that is, it can be a dangerous thing if you, if you pay too much attention to it because there's a lot of stupid people out there. Fair enough. And, and, you, you can't give give everything equal weight and 
another kind of you know sort of expression and want of, of, of acknowledgement is is to be a contrarian you know so it's like if you have you know comment after comment of you know it was great it's the most right. amazing cinematic experience of my life the guy who's going to get noticed the post taken up like this is a pile of shit yeah <laughs> you know you're all trolls for saying it's great yeah but i remember so yeah, I remember like when the internet first started though, I remember like me and my friend, I can't remember how old I was, maybe 15, 16, something like that. And like we were online and we'd go on like, and there'd be about 10 of us in the room, like all crowded around the computer. And we'd be all like on the hee hee hee, I'll say that, like, you know, you might, it could have been in the chat room or yeah. something, comment or something. And we're just like winding people up. And like people would get really mad on the other end. And like, <laughs> I couldn't understand how people could take it seriously, something that was, they oh, don't I know your 14 year old kids, they, you know, I know, but I just thing. mean, it's funny, now I know how it might be, because like, someone who's like, that's right, it could be just some kid going hee 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 at home, but but then when you read it, it's this like, the thing about typing something is no one sees the face, because people gauge things by people's faces, or how the tone of how they say it, so if you're like, just like that thing going, Ah, he, he, it's a piece of shit. You read it as it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And you go, oh, you take highly, I'm going to go around and break but, it. But what you've got is you've got situations where people, and God knows it's hard never to get films off the ground. And you've got a situation where a director has poured their life and soul into a project for and a writer or whatever mm. cast. And yeah. Everybody for six, seven years, it comes out. You know, everyone knows in their heart where it really stands. Mm. And you kind of uh, stop. Mm. But someone can can manipulate things quite 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 massively. Just that whole thing now taking um, thing little context as yeah. well. You give an interview to a or, journalist and or, they or, and it has happened. Yes. Or people people you know being pulled up for reviewing their own stuff or get their companies kind of. Oh yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a really interesting dynamic. I remember mm -hmm. I was speaking to another producer in another country, and they were they were saying, "Well, I can't. I won't work with this particular person because they're you know." They have a reputation for manipulating things quite massively mm -hmm. in terms of their reviews, and they have a whole team of things. That's you know? it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you need to have a bit of confidence to nearly stand behind, even with some bad reviews, as long as there's a balance. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not all bad, or it's, no. you know, there's a percentage in your favour. Totally, yeah. You just well, I, th I think, like Connor said, I think you know deep down yourself. Yeah, yeah, whether you, you failed know, or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know yourself, and, and sometimes reviews... And then why manipulate it when you you believe you've failed? Yeah. Do you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, you know yourself what works and what doesn't work, mm. I think, and reviews either reflect that or they don't. Mm. And it's the ones that will make you angry are the ones that just you know don't get it at all yeah they, they, they've completely missed it, you know but um but i really think that in the age of social media like like with lindelof and and robert orkey as well mm. left twitter and george lucas apparently retired because of the abuse he was getting yeah you know from you know this guy basically <laughs> invented so much stuff we use today for the non-linear editing yeah. th jackson but he's the guy who made the Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, you you're know? such a bad and, and he person. Just, he just <laughs> I agree with you. Abuse, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, and rather than... than Cyberbullying. Yeah, absolutely. It is cyberbullying. And rather than being, being able to... Like, I would hate to be in secondary school now. Yeah, oh, I would you know, as well, yeah. With, with uh, the fact that you, you tag people and all this kind of shit that's yeah. going on. Um, but I think that you we need to learn to be able to ignore yeah. and, uh, and, and not... Yeah, because it's just, it's there, yeah. it's not, and it's, hey, it's freedom of speech, isn't it, like, you know? Sure, I mean, well, that's no. what everyone claims, yeah. Mm. Um, well, I agree, I think, like, 
No, it's great, but, but, but Kieran's right. You have to actually learn to let it just yeah. become yeah. white noise. Well, I, well, here's here's another thing in this day and age, right? With sport creators around the table as well. That that um, who says it has to be ninety minutes nowadays? Who says that film is ninety minutes? Well, no, there's it is, two hours, three hours. Well, no, I mean, like, no, I mean, no, like are ninety minutes or two hours? I mean, what I suppose is you know everyone's talked about tweets and, and uh, social media and the attention span of an audience and I suppose I'm saying in the films. next 10 years is the idea of a feature film always going to be a feature film you know this is it has been the same kind mm. of length and concept for you know. yeah why was that there is a reason why they had the 90 bathroom minute. breaks was it, yeah. was it but, but, but why from an hour to 90 and you know I don't know. I mean, I know Hitchcock said that, that he can never make a film longer than you could actually hold in a toilet's worth <laughs> in your bladder. So, um, yeah, but a three-hour film then is, is pushing it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't make it through a three-hour film without taking a whiz. When I went to see The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship, when it came out, it was the first time I've ever been in a cinema where the film cut out halfway through so people could go to the toilet. And I'd never experienced that before. I was talking about it recently, I don't know, but it kind of tweaked with me because he was saying 90 minutes, but in something else. He was a guy, he did does a lot of meditation and stuff like this, but and he'd write, but he said he could only do this type of meditation for 90 minutes because it's the, the amount of time that his brain can focus on one thing before it starts to... So he was just talking about this meditation cycle he was doing, but it occurred to me, I wonder is, that, is there an attention thing that you can actually sit down and focus on something for 90 minutes before your brain goes, right, I have enough of that. I don't know, because you know, for, for me, I, I've watched films that are 90 minutes that feel like four hours. Yeah. And I've watched films that <laughs> yeah, are I agree. like the Fellowship of the Ring that felt like it was... It was I watched The Godfather, yeah. I watched yeah. the Godfather recently and I, I didn't touch my phone or anything like that. It just held my attention. Yeah, yeah. Then I've gone to the cinema and just gone, why hasn't this ended yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it, I, I do agree with you. I think that's a, a, a point question of are the attention spans of human beings getting shorter and shorter? I think I think uh, I think yes and no, but I think I think with in terms of movies, you know, there's a set amount of time you need to. I feel anyway to to to, to get to know a character. Yeah. You know, for you know, to, there's a set amount of, you know, if you make it an hour, if, you, if it's like a, an episode of TV, you know, if you want people to feel a sense of pathos or a sense of mm. catharsis at the end, it's very hard. Well, it, it it happens over many episodes and yeah, but yeah. if that was it, if that yeah. was it, it yeah. was sixty minutes. It's very hard to, yeah. I think, to do, and and, and twice as hard if something's half an hour. Really. And and then the, another another point is we've all got phones sitting around here, and would you ever make anything to go onto that? You know, does it have to be in a cinema? I'm sure no, someone's watched. I'm sure someone's watched Citadel on that. Who, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, do you, I, I watch or make. I watch stuff on my phone. And I, I had watched films on it. I was on a bus about three weeks ago and there was, a, there was a teenage girl beside me and she was watching Netflix on her phone and she was watching um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But see, that, I think that's and a really time we died. You know, it was <laughs> like, you know, the, the, that, I just, that, you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know? no, but that, that happened like exactly, I was on a bus to, I think it was that long before, and someone was watching Lawrence of Arabia on their phone and I went, well, what's the point? I wouldn't even watch it. Like I don't think TV does it justice. I think you need yeah. to see it on the big screen. And I suppose you know there there probably is. There's other films though that they aren't um, the scale. They don't need the yeah. scale. They're more intimate. Well, the big thing though I would say was a, a feel in England that kind of thing where they release them on TV, VOD, 
DVD and cinema on the same day. Mm. I don't know how well it did, but it was to me it was just an interesting experiment where it was on the TV. And I remember watching a bit of it on TV. Actually, I actually prefer to watch this in the cinema. Uh, I think it's just I think the landscape of distribution is changing more than anything I think people are just I really don't get why someone would watch a movie on their phone it's like you know and it's that bored that, like you know I'll watch on a plane I'll watch a movie on, on my iPad and, and that's just on the screen on the screen which is pretty much the same size as my yeah. iPad you know and that's because I'm on something I'm on for four hours and I've yeah. you know, mm. nothing to do but I think if, if you know if you're going to work for half an hour I mean and you know, to watch something on your phone, I don't know, read a book, you know, listen, yeah. listen to some music. It's read just, an you know, yeah, you know, the idea of, of, of having to watch something on your phone when, you know, in the, in, at home we have TVs and we have computers and we have, you know. And the funny thing is, is the way you say it, the technology, the way it's going about it, things are getting smaller. Like I know Google Glasses is coming out and you can actually watch films by wearing a pair of glasses. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, like that's, it's, that's at the point, you're kind of... As you're walking around. As you're walking yeah. around. So I don't know well, why you want to walk around and watch The Godfather <laughs> while people are passing you by. I don't go to the cinema to interact <laughs> with people. You know what I mean? I'd rather just sit and watch the film. Yeah. My, my biggest pet hate is when people take their phones out in the cinema. Yeah. For starters. I yeah. to, but like, I agree, like why, watching, sometimes just watching a film on your phone, it's, it's not the same. It's funny because we were talking about you know a while back about uh, how you know sort of younger generations were were couldn't watch a movie without having their phone in their hands mm-hmm. you know at home but the, you know they watch the movie still flicking on the They're phone interact- yeah, yeah you know really tweeting about it or yeah you know and Why? watching and, the Godfather yeah. hashtag <laughs> yeah, uh, you know and, and um, <laughs> it's it kind of you know it it. It kind of, it, on the one hand, it frightens me because you know to me that's the equivalent of somebody reading a book and flicking through the pages while they're watching something in front of them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like um, I don't get that, but it's funny. You know, the, the last few times I've been in the multiplex, and you know, you suddenly you know you see that you're surrounded by you know there's a gang of sort of fifteen, sixteen year olds over there, and they're all on the phone. And you're like, oh Jesus! But it's funny how still. I can gauge that, you know, within the first sort of 10 minutes, if they've shut up and are engaged in the film, the, the, you know, the film is working. And, and funny, you know, even though, you know, I'll, I'll give a film the benefit of the doubt and I'll watch it, I'll just watch it. Mm. I'll find sometimes when they're annoying me the most, I'm not engaged with the film either. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I won't admit that, but it's yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, but I did find them, um, just because I was working on this TV show, and I hadn't done it yet, and I knew other people were doing it, and I said, I'll give this a try. But it's, do you know what people now, it's like you're watching a show and you've got Twitter open and you're watching the Twitter feed as you're watching the show. And it was actually really interesting to do, partly because I worked on the show. So it was interesting to see like this feed of comments. The hashtag culture. Yeah, yeah. But I just mean, by the end of that episode, I can almost tell what the ratings are going to be like. Because you get this sort of spread of comments, but you kind of know, again, it's sort of like, okay, out of 100, if 90% of them are positive, you know it's done pretty well but it's still funny it's almost like another level of watching the thing do you know what but I mean? that's like an extreme level of we were talking earlier about the critics that's like the worst extreme level of watching 
mm. critics one after like uh, uh, this sort of space. yeah they're commenting on this and oh, like, it's horrifying like, line that's like yeah. 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 just my worst nightmare that's horrendous yeah, yeah. 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 but that's not everyone does it that's what's that's what's that's why people watch sport that's the way that's the noise they've invented a new box I don't know what's it called they've invented a new thing now so that's not just a phone and a TV it's even built into TV that you can um, you can see the, the tweets going on the side. Yeah, it's like, oh, why did you want to do that? <laughs> it's, I, I have to say now. Sure, I was, I, yeah, but... I was no, I'm not, I'm not asking you, you. I'm just like in general wondering. Like what, what show was this? You know, oh, The Fear. The right, one, okay. Cameron show. Right, well, if, if something, I mean, that's built around gags and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And there's a certain amount of setup and expectation. Yeah. If, if that was something that I felt was, for, you know, that I wanted an atmosphere to start. To oh play yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want people were tweeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like alien, and people were going, you know, a bit bored by this section here or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I miss Michael Bean in films. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah. Okay. This, this here's another. I know I'm asking all the questions because <laughs> you're all around the all the table. What makes my job. <laughs> Trailers, advertising. Oh, they're trailers to me have now have you ever felt duped or the other way around my they problem, give away to yeah, me yeah that's yeah. my problem with trailers yeah. is you basically know this. in some trailers you know the beginning the middle and the end yeah. by the time you even hit the cinema most of the teasers are better yeah I just I, and now I'm, I, I couldn't think of one on top of my head but I, I remember seeing trailers and going sure there's no point in me seeing the film now because I know yeah, what like, happened why would you put the end of a film in a trailer like sometimes you see that you yeah. know what I mean? They, they're giving you the twist in the middle or something, you know. But they they know kind of like what you were saying earlier. But you know, when 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 you you know you work out how many fans there are of something in a similar way, they know they get their opening weekend. You know, if, if they sucker a lot of people in with this great trailer that you know you're looking at it thinking, wow, that's just a snippet. Yeah. Imagine what the whole thing's gonna be like. Yeah. And they go to see it and they get their opening weekend and and, and that's that. You know, so. Um, I can see why they do it from a marketing it's a, it, perspective. It's yeah. a pity because I, I saw an interview with John Landis recently and he was talking about you, when he was making films, it took, you know, you could have, be in for three or four weeks and word of mouth would make, mm. you know, your films grow and now you're fucked, you know. Well, uh, word of mouth is like that now because mm. it's Twitter. Yeah. Well, you see, there you go. Accelerated. Well, yeah. this, this is it. I don't know if anyone's seen any old trailers recently because I... I do I, watch some of them on the old Because I ended up watching a whole film which is... Of old trailers. Yeah, yeah. With, with the and voice. Yeah, I miss that voice. <laughs> In a world. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if you take away the cheap, they're actually quite well. They're very conservative and constructed, and and a lot of the time it's it's, um, they are spend most of the time guiding you only to a certain section of the story. You know, they they're actually very good. So at they're setting you up, setting, setting it up, yeah. And they really understand the idea of a taste rather than the. Yeah, of course, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and and I suppose again, I was going to just ask: Do we is is that what's needed now? Is is is, is everybody going? Well, I won't trust the taste. I I want to know what I'm getting before I go in. You know, it's kind of, um, it's something that I've only become aware of uh, myself, and and it would come down to projects that you have in development at the very early stage, where everyone here is writing stuff or being involved stuff. Yeah. You know, for, for a lot of filmmakers now, they're asked, you know, don't come up with the poster exactly, but like, if you were going to sum it up, what is yeah. it? And who, who is it? And, and it's, it's intriguing. But yeah, I know even on my film, there was like with the trailer, it was all this like, do you sell it as a straight horror or do you do it as a comedy? Yes. I know, well, it is a comedy. Like, or <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> but I just mean like, it, like, you know, 
what the film is, is it doesn't even come into the conversation. It's like, okay, this is the footage we have. What is the best thing we can put together that can... And, and, like, and then, like, they do have these companies that go off and come back and go... And go, yeah, yeah, we feel that, that actually what people want is straight horror now. And so, so now we've cut it to that. Cut it to but it I don't that, know yeah. how that actually happens. Like, you know, do, does it bother you? Like, I mean, in a way, the only thing that ever bothered me was when I saw a sales promo at two and a half minutes go out in the net as a trailer and gave away every twist in the film. Yeah. So it wasn't a trailer. It was, but yeah, how do they allow it to yeah. not get past? It's only for dis, uh, distributors. Mm. So, I, but... And everything's going to end up on the net. No matter but what, what I'm asking you is, yeah. like, I suppose at that stage I nearly sort of go, okay, it's in your hands, you know? The film is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was a bit upset on, on Citadel, you know, in the sense that, you know, especially the, the UK distribution, um, you know, it was... Like, like Connor's saying, you know, they decide what, what are they going to sell this as? And, and they feel that, you know, if they sell it as a straightforward schlocky horror, they probably might buy some more, get people buying some more DVDs. Um, and I, my point of view was that, you know, it's, not a, it's a psychological horror. And I felt that the people who buy the DVD who really love schlocky horror are going to be really annoyed when they watch it. Yeah. And, and the yeah. people who love psychological horror will never get it in the first place. You know, and, and, and I think that that's reflected in some ways by, by you know, uh, some people's reaction to the film. You know, it's like that, that, that they expected it to be something else. You know, yeah, we had that. We, we put a knife on the front. Yeah, I mean, I, even when we were pitching the film, I remember kind of going, look, if, if it all fails and even if it's shit, we still got a guy on the front with a knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's called Savage. <laughs> <laughs> And it ended up, that was ended up in the cover and the poster. Yeah, in a yeah. way, it's not really like all about knives and It's savagery. not really, because the thing about Savage, and I, when I went to see it, it's not really kind of the savagery really happens till the end. Of yeah, the so, it's so. It's not like it's like I, a Halloween or something where it's a guy scoring and stabbing people. Sure, it's, so it's going to disappoint someone who's looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess what Karen's saying is like, it's the thing of selling something that's what it's not. Mm, yeah. You're disappointing the people who are going, oh my God, that's what it is. And then they see it and they're like, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big, I think that does happen a lot now in films as well. Um, yeah. I remember the big thing now with World War Z when that came out. They, they were kind of selling this, this epic zombie bloody massacre. I remember that was the first, the Red Band trailer. I was like, not really much happens in it like that at all. There's a, especially another film where, uh, where critics panned before it even came out. And it's but, been very well for itself, and you know. But here's here's something that I've I've found interesting. Uh, the older I get, and then very old now. But I mean, it is that before a film before a film comes out, you know, you see on all these websites that the cater for that type of genre, and yeah. they're your kind of, you're, they're your guardians, they're your guys, they're your 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 boys, or your gals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. kind of like they feel the film is theirs. Yeah. And so they're kind of. You know, you trust them and you kind of go, mm-hmm. well, if those guys are saying, well, this sounds really interesting, I'll kind of, I'll go along with them. Yeah. And so it comes back in a way to trying to, I suppose, social media working for you, you know, mm-hmm. that you've got all these people who are willing to kind of go, I can't wait to see this film. Like, and there's this real little mm-hmm. buzz about yeah, it, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it's really interesting, you know, you kind of somehow remember it, it goes into your head, you know. And you, you have this idea of all these people all around the world kind of going, 
oh, I can't wait for this yeah, really yeah. obscure film yeah. to come out. And then you kind of, you've heard about it before it's come out. It's amazing. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. To, to, to market it that way would cost gazillions. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, it's amazing. You know? But I think, I think what, what people, I think, forget about that kind of thing is, is, you know, there is this perception that, you know, okay, I'm dealing with a site to do with science fiction genre, and we have all the, the, the sci-fi nerds saying, oh, I can't wait for this film to come out. That actually the people who are really interested in the film, who read film blogs, who know who directed a film or who's in a film, are the minority. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they, they okay. make up such a small amount of the audience hmm. that even if every one of them went to see it, it would be sitting down with a flop. You know, well, so there you th go. Th that's a director to tell this producer that. But I think, I think it's you know, it's, it's it's like you know, I think people take that 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 for granted, especially when they when they track films in the U.S. I mean, they have to ask people at the at the local Walmart coming out. You know, have you heard of this film? Are you aware of it? You know, yeah. And 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 asking the the Joe Soaps because most people who go to the cinema, including people here, they will go on a Friday night or a Saturday night for a thing to do. And they'll pick the movie they want to go see based on the poster, or that sounds kind of good. Savage, yeah. yeah fuck, let's go see it. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know, it's not. Oh, that's that's David Fincher's next film. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. But it was funny. Like I didn't realize. Arts that, actors. Like, and that's why cast exactly, dependent is exactly, because exactly, uh, yeah. it's Brad Pitt's yeah. new movie. Yeah, but yeah, like because I always assumed like stuff just when I was working in the TV for a bit that stuff like South Park and all these shows that I'd be in tick, and, I, and most people I know I'll watch them, would rate massively. And they've got like, you know, 5% of the audience. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're on at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, so they're not these, like, so even if I was to pitch sort of South Park or D, But you've got to accept yeah. nearly sometimes that what you're making is alternative uh, yeah, yeah, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I, I've accepted what I'm yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to do. And, I know you're doing a different thing, but it's still alternative. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah, a yeah, small niche. Yeah. You, Karen, you're probably more heading towards a, a wider sort of uh, audience, nearly mm -hmm. with what what you're going to do, probably more than Citadel. But it's still, yeah, it would have been wider than stuff I've done, yeah. and wider than what you've done because it's very. Um, not boutique, but I, I don't know what the word is, but it's very... <laughs> boutique? Well, this is, a, this is a word. This is one of these buzzwords yeah, like noise that I've heard. Boutique agency. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it comes down again. You've got a group of people around this table and they come up, I don't know how you come up with an original idea. And you're running that against, you know, you're not supposed to, but I'm sure you do. You kind of go... I wonder how that would play, you know, or, or yeah. you know, because that's, that'll be the first question the moment you start getting serious about it, mm -hmm. you know, and you start to engage with it. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's, it, it all comes down to that one word audience, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and which is, it, it's, 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 it's amazing, you know? Yeah. It's really, I think it's, it's really hard for, you know, as I discovered last year, especially, I mean, you go around the festival, circuit and you, you're seeing some real gems you know and 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 they, 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 they never end oh, yeah. up being never, no. you know and yeah. you, you never get to see them and, and it really makes you realize that you know even though we have this social media and we're, you know people on facebook and um whatever that it's still really really hard for an indie film to to sort of get out there and, oxygen, and yeah. you know it's like um it's it, it it is true word of mouth. There's a, there's the immediate sort of Twitter word of mouth, but there's also that much longer 
kind of you know uh, as things go on over the years kind of thing of, of you know Ryan Johnson said to me that you know I was talking you know that you know when you make an indie which he's referenced Citadel it's like you won't know how that's really been accepted for seven or eight years mm. trying to answer the brick and yeah might have to do a loop or exactly you know from before that kind of reason the Buddha put his balloon before yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, well here's here's another question for you and, and it's to do with the pitch like the best pitch I've ever heard for anyone is actually the guy in this room Conor McMahon and it was for Banshee <laughs> right and it was, right pitch for you, yes. it was like uh, think uh, think apocalypse now with broomsticks I mean oh, what, which one which, yeah. which one sorry which yeah. one and, and it's like if that doesn't paint some an image in, in your head and you understand the tone and the concept straight away like anyone would like mm. whatever and I suppose are you guys all good pitchers I mean do you, do you think well, that? I know well, I know a few writers just from working around television and stuff like that who have actually made films and they will tell you themselves they cannot pitch a film they actually have to put it down on paper and there's other people who can actually put it down on paper but they can pitch the film to you so it's kind of one of those things I uh, just thinking of a specific writer I know maybe I'm pitching to the wrong people as well <laughs> yeah you never know <laughs> like I've never pitched that idea to anyone that, that could give me money if you know what I mean yeah pitch pitch it yeah no, I, 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 the pitching podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but look, sorry, just one uh, Connor, because I was saying, you know, you and me were doing more uh, specialized stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I know that you, you always hope that, say, something you do won't be just for the horror schlock audience. Yeah, it yeah, will yeah. break through. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they do all the time. It's just. Yeah, that's the ultimate, I suppose. Or yeah. sometimes, like, I mean, you make one specifically schlocky. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or because of the story, it doesn't. It wouldn't suit it to be sloppy, I suppose. Yeah. You know? but, uh, I think the other thing to that as well is it's the person you're pitching it to because they have to get it as well. And just using Zombie as an example, is when I pitched it to you, I pitched it to you in our, and we were in a restaurant or something like that and you just got it straight away. Where I'm pretty sure if I pitched it, I could have pitched it to 15 people who go, I don't get it. Mm. So I think that person has to get it. Mm. So I don't know if it's that down to me pitching it well or just the fact that he picked up on what I was saying. But so. people, people require different things and it's getting harder all the time because you know what what they expect now, especially with the film I'm working at the moment. They expected a, a, a teaser trailer. They expected a sizzle reel, you know, or a ripomatic as they call them. <laughs> what's you know, that? What is that? Ripomatic is basically when you take a bunch of movies that you would say are vaguely oh, similar. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you could you could a trailer with that, you know, um, with with some music that reflects kind of the vibe that you're going yeah. for. So they'll watch that and they'll watch the teaser trailer and, and they'll look at some concept art and they'll go, okay, we'll kind of get what you're talking about here. So what happens in it? Do you know, you almost need that bed of sort of like, okay, we know what sort of zone yeah, we're in here. Yeah, but I think that's actually good. Because yeah. I think sometimes the words, you know, you mightn't get through the story. Whereas, mm. because it was the same interview I was reading with John Landis and he was going, there's no original stories. It's all about the execution. So what you're saying there is really important for someone to understand exactly how you're going to right. present this, what what the unique take on it is, you yeah. know. Uh -huh. I actually think that's not bad. What about, because sometimes the note I've heard, and, and it's sometimes annoys me, but I'm already taking it, is where people go, uh, and have, is there examples where this has been done before? Do you know, like, yeah, so... The whole point yeah. is, it's not to be done before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so where's the original yeah, yeah. thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, people like to, I think, and... 
That Same does seem like the yeah, like the salespeople or the people who want to put money into it. Yeah. Their assurance is to see that it's been done before, mm-hmm. which to me is actually a bigger risk. Well, I think. No, I well, don't know what the balance well, is well, there. That's interesting because I know with Love Eternal we were on a Yave and I, there was no way I could pitch it. And even now I can't really compare it to, to a film. And yet... Mm-hmm. That may be commercially um, a dead end, but as far as I'm concerned, it's for film in general. It's more yeah. interesting that there's oddballs sort of stuff yeah, being yeah, made. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, you know, this is art versus commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it comes down like when 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 you talk about the pitch to a producer, a lot of the time is that what you're imagining is you're imagining this little hot ball in your hand, and you're basically saying, right, I have to be. Everyone can understand, see it, and understand mm. the energy and whatever and I literally have to be able to pass that to some guy who's got 50 of them and he's got to understand it and be able to keep it the exact same yeah. way and pass it to another guy because that's what it's been pitched up all the time they're basically taking your pitch and mm. they have to be able to relate to another person yeah, yeah. And, um, and get it and be able to have the same passion about it and, mm. and, and keep it to the same level of energy and then it's all the way up and that's that's the thing it has to be that pitch has to survive all the way up the line, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of its inherent thought and energy, you know, yeah. and otherwise, it'll do, if you, if, but, if but, they're not able to get it, they're, they're, yeah. they're screwed. By but the but your pitch is, are you saying just the story pitch? Are you saying the personnel involved? And Well, well, no, I think a lot of it is, you know, of course, personnel involved, but, but a lot of people... It's just the story, the, it's, the hook. It's that kind of, the hook, well, it's, it's not... Some, it's some not, films aren't a hook. Line, yeah. And it's not ten lines, it yeah. could be anything, but it's that thing that they understand what it is or not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it a lamp or a phone? Is it a lamp <laughs> yeah. or a phone? Yeah, they or, a f- or a phone lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what Karen was saying is quite interesting now. You're basically kind of basically visualizing the film, giving people like I said, teaser trailer, the taking the clips from different films and concept art, you're giving them a whole thing where I think one of the most famous like pitches ever for Alien was it's Jaws in Space. And that's what they ran with, but now it's just all, you need to give them so many different things. Do you find doing all that stuff actually is beneficial for the writing of it, if you know what I mean? Because you put all that work in, or is it almost like, oh, I better do this just for them? No, it's, it's hugely beneficial. The only, the only sort of negative side of it is if you do all this work and it ends up going nowhere. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. You know, like how many just, times you do that? Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing that would piss me off about it is, is that if I wasn't 100% on exactly where the tone was and I was sort of still exploring that. Mm-hmm. But I suppose that's a problem. You need to actually, especially at that level, you need yes to know. No. I mean, it's kind of, it, it, is, it is about taking them by the hand and sort of saying, you know, it's okay. You know, <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can do whatever you want to, to give you the money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not gonna go, hey, this is not exactly like the teaser trailer you gave us, <laughs> you made for 50 sure. cents. You know, so. Um, but I'm guessing if you if you've taken it on, and we were saying earlier, you've got an in, you sort of know how how you're going to present it, and you yeah. know you know what what you're going to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know the funny thing about showing something like that before you, you usually give a little pre thing of like it's about this and this happens to this guy, and and you give them the thing that you you know straight away as they're watching it whether they're the right people or whether they get it. You know, well, um, it's, it's so, the right street. Yeah, yeah. It really, really is. It's quite, quite, uh, quite mad with that way. Um, I mean, the, the, the another thing is like everyone here is Irish, and you know, it, there is this cultural identity of things you're doing mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of being Irish and so on and so forth. That's going. And and you know, it's. 
it becomes part of an artificial part of the pitch a lot of the time, or or not, as the case may be. And I, it, it, obviously, it doesn't bother you in a kind of forced manner, but it must always be there in the back of your head. You know, you're Irish, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I was just going to say that I was asked that question um, at a at a at a film festival in New York, where somebody you know asked me. Am I an Irish filmmaker or uh, am I a filmmaker that happens to be Irish? Mm. You know, and and I, you know, especially when I think about what I've what I've done, you know, in the past and stuff, is that I'm very much I think a filmmaker who happens to be Irish because I, because I don't know exactly what an Irish filmmaker yeah, exactly. is, especially in terms of genres. Does yeah. that mean it's set here? Is it, I I don't know what what defines a, an mm. Irish filmmaker. I mean, the the films that I love, the films that. I, I try to make the films that I'd like to make in the future are just like cool films, and I don't I don't think about it in terms of sort of having some cultural stamp. Yeah, I, there's a I remember I don't I think Kevin Lahan said it to you as well about Grabbers. Yeah, he was standing in Cineworld behind a few kids, and there was a big massive poster for Grabbers. And I was like, oh my god, that looks amazing! And then one kid goes, oh, it's Irish. Let's not go see it. <laughs> and he was just going, but it doesn't matter. It's a genre film. It's it that happens to be made in Ireland. So well, I would argue that that of of any of the sort of horrors released last year, and I put Citadel and, and Stitches into this category, Grabbers was the most Irish. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it was unapologetic. It was it was it was set definitely here. It's yeah. about Irish characters and. And 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 kind of Irish, off a, uh, sort of trait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kind of cliche yeah. of the of the yeah. drink and and um, you know, and that that's very very Irish, but directed by an Englishman. You yeah. know, so it's like, is that an Irish genre film or is that? You but know, I found so it, yeah, yeah. should it matter? Really? Yeah. Well, see, what I found is weird is that sometimes your initial intention it gets like again. Because of say like we had American investors in our film and, and this kind of thing and so I kind of had to cast people who had very clear diction kind of thing. Yeah. Like what I mean is like I couldn't cast. There were certain things I couldn't cast, and then you're like your your recurring character. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you kind of it it does bring this thing up. It's like okay, I can't actually cast like people from the area where I grew up and put in a film if I've written it about the area I've grown this up. This brings me on to my favourite topic, the Irish accent on screen. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. we're obviously not talking about Tom Cruise and Far and Away, are we? No, but it, no, it's interesting what you said, like, you know, that that I initially, like, Citadel was always set here, yeah, right? Yeah. And I imagine the guy in the lead role, I wanted somebody with, you know, a Dublin accent that was authentic and not somebody putting on the quote-unquote Northside Dublin accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Just somebody who was authentic and it felt real. And I remember somebody saying to me very early on in the process, they, they referred to a, a National Geographic documentary that was set in Ballymun and the fact that it had to have subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you really want your film, even though it's in English, with subtitles? Yeah. It's the uh, same with The Commitments. When The Commitments was released in the US, they actually gave a pamphlet out in the cinema right. describing what certain words meant. Right, yeah. And I was going, well, it's in English, but I, I know what you mean. Like, it's, it's really, like, I find the Irish accent on screen really interesting in that, you know, 
for me, it boils down, you know, to, to, to four accents. You know, you've got the two sides of Dublin. Like, it's, it's either the sort of the uh, Jesus guy or yeah. the, you know, he's a gay and you're right, you know, kind of guy. You've got, then you've got the Northern Ireland Northern. accent and then you've got the country accent. No, well, no, hang on, hang on. There's a, there's a couple of country accents. No, but of course, but on film. Yeah, but on film. Oh, yeah, okay. On film, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's an accent every county, but, but on film, you know, and, and the funny thing about, about the Irish accent as well is that, you know, what I find interesting because I'm a sci-fi geek is that, you know, if you take certain sort of generic accents, you think the American accent, so right? If you watch something like Star Trek, an American accent can be from planet whatever, yeah. okay? Yeah. The, somebody with, a, with an English accent can be from whatever, but they're usually either the, 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 the wise person or the villain, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but somebody with an Irish accent, they're from Ireland. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can't be from anywhere else. Didn't, didn't Alan Rickman say years ago the only reason he was ever cast in films was because people knew he was going to be the bad guy? <laughs> right. Like in Robin Hood and Die Hard. But what do you do? Like, like what is the actual... Like two of the most famous actors in the world, or the three with Saoirse Ronan, are Brendan Gleeson as well. Four. Like there's yeah. a lot. They're Irish. Yeah. But, they, but they're not necessarily they speaking in their accents. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 I, my, one of my favourite films ever made was The Usual Suspects but there is one part in The Usual Suspects that always kind of throws me out of the film and it's the part where Gabriel Bourne in the middle of the pool hall goes there is no Kaiser Sussex in a very thick Dublin accent and you're kind of going well I kind of bought the film at this point but now I'm totally out of it so I don't really I, I'm okay with accents I, I actually really like it in um I'm just thinking of Tyrannosaur, for example, thick English accents. I, yeah, I, I, like, it, sure. I like it. Like I mean, yeah. I, but the thing is, I understand them. But it's set where right. it's set. It's set where it's oh yeah, set. yeah, it's exactly. There. If it's yeah. set. So what you're asking about? I is, sometimes when I hear Irish accents <laughs> on screen, it takes. Me you mean they're not set? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not set. You know, I think the biggest one ever that ever took me out of a film is when I watched, got around to watching. Colin Farrell and Alexander. It completely oh, yeah, took me out. Yeah, but Miley from Glen Rose was in that. You know, <laughs> you know, expected yeah. as an Irish person to say that. Seriously. Um, but what do you do, say, when you're writing an Irish movie set in Ireland? Like, like, do you just not set it specifically somewhere? Do you? Well, it's it's like the North of England accent thing. Is that you know you you so you color. You you've got to you know. Well, it depends because he ran into the problem of it was a genre film that was going to go wide, wide for yeah, American yeah. audiences. So it wasn't important that they had, yeah, uh, that they had regional dialect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, in fairness, I'd probably prefer if they did. Yeah, like do you know something like Attack the Block or something where it's just yeah, it's, they go straight yeah. for it. There's well, no well, yeah. Well, so many people complain of not understanding yeah, what yeah, the characters were saying. I don't think it did. As well as it might have done as well. It's a, it's a really certain, there's certain accents I think that you know because we're not necessarily used to them. Do you know that we're 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 used to sort of hearing several types of British accents over the years from you know and American accents. We're we're actually quite good with English any English speaking country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I can understand Australian, all yeah. the American regionals, yeah. and yeah. and we the grow, English. We grow up with it, you know. Yeah, but how come we can do it and they can't? Because you grow up with it. Because it's so the, the we're a tiny little country that yeah, they just yeah. don't fucking get. Exactly. You know, and there's there's areas of, of certainly in you know from having visited like certain areas of, of, of northern Canada where I can't understand what you're saying. You know, or I had to tune yeah. my ear in to, to a certain extent. You know, yeah. or I'll, I'll watch. You know, I remember it taking me, you know, two or three episodes of watching 
the wire to really tune into the, to, to you know the, some yeah. of the language. Yeah, but I, I know what you're saying. But I actually got it. I could understand them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But it was it was so kind of authentic and, and fresh. It was brilliant, wasn't it? It yeah. was like, hang on, I need to tune in here. Yeah. But I think similarly, like we we have we have phrases even in this country. That's that, a problem. That, that are not you know, even asking a question in the negative. You know, you wouldn't have the time, would you? Is 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 lost on most people. You know, it's 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 so it's yeah, and then a quarter two is a problem yeah, as well. You know, and yeah. it's, it's um, you know, Asher, it's grand or whatever. You know that that if you that were, yoke over there. <laughs> yeah, man. There's, there's, yeah, yeah, man. There's a there's a gazillion of them, but it's like you know, unless you're some way familiar with it, if you're thrown into that world. You know whether you're from London or whether you're from. You I, know. I, suppose, I suppose it comes down to like if you have a more. But then, even even if, if like let's assume everything is 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 at its best level of extreme intelligence genre. If we're talking about genre, you know, like mm-hmm. that or or even whatever the most schlocky horror or whatever the, that you. If you have an Irish accent within that context, that it just takes you out of a genre. Um, story if it's not particularly about Ireland yeah whereas if it is particularly about Ireland you accept the accent yeah and that's what this yeah. is just something that I've heard through the years not myself but from other people outside of Ireland that they that this, this, this is a, this, yeah. they felt it's a truism and I, I'm trying to make sense of it in my own head yeah is that true or not that's well it's something I feel as well it's like you know that you'll, you'll watch a, especially if it's not second yeah you'll watch a film and suddenly you know one of the one of the gangsters has a has an Irish accent, and for a second I'm like, is he Irish? You know what I mean? And I'm but is that, a, is that because you're Irish? Do you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. I can't, I can't answer that. You know. I mean, because like they say, Cockney accent. Nobody has a problem with it. It's like, you know, and it's hard to understand. It's as hard as a yeah, thick yeah, Irish yeah. accent. But again, we, I think it's, it's the fact that you know, yes, we are a small nation. Yes, we're making films for a relatively small amount of time compared to we've heard Cockney accents on screen since yeah whatever you know mm-hmm. since uh, Dick Van Dyke did his uh, version of <laughs> right well, yeah. it's, 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 uh, would you have done if you had to do that in Ireland what accents would you have given those characters well I would have I would have gi- given them a, a Dublin accent but I, I would have had to sort of soften it to some degree yeah, yeah. you know so that you I mean I remember you know Jim Sheridan said to me that you know when they first um had cast Daniel Day Lewis in in My Left Foot yeah. that he was he was too good. Yeah. He was so good at, at, at you know you know not only the character but the the, the condition yeah. that he was he was almost un, un understandable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had to tone it back mm-hmm. because what's what's the point if nobody can understand it? You know? Well, well, here here I suppose I've got with all this stuff you know obviously with the killing and and uh, kind of uh, Danish. Yeah, TV yeah. series being all over and very cool and Nordic mm. noir and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And there is a sense that people watch, because as you know, I've grown up with subtitles. But one thing I do find is that there, it adds an extra layer of realism and it also makes people concentrate. That, that yeah. when, when, they're, when they are, when, when things are subtitled, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, it's... it's uh, Everyone says, okay, uh, in terms of language, uh, um, you know, we're English speaking, so that gives us access to the to the big uh, 
big, 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 huge um, uh, audiences. And I, I saw in RT Glen Clannan, or sorry, the head of RT um, Glen. Um, oh, Glen. Glen. Yeah. So yeah. He, he described it very well. He said, you know, like, you know, we're not just this place between um, Montana and Cumbria. You know what I mean? We're like, we are, we are Irish. No matter what happens, yeah. that's that's the kind of that's kind of the truth. But when you take a look at, at a, a, you know, a Norwegian film or an Icelandic film or a Swedish film and you yeah. see the darkness, you see the subtitles and all that, yeah. there's this layer of exotic yeah. feeling to it all, you know, um, that kind of, um, that we don't have access to, mm. yeah. even though we don't have any of the benefits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, so it's, it is a blessing and a curse that we, we just speak English, you know, and it's like, you could have that kind of vibe if, it, if a film was entirely in Irish and you don't have to have that sort of sanitized TG Catter sort of, you know, yeah. that you could do something that was quite sort of like gritty and guttural. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, I, but we don't. I've been hogging all the questions. I've got one last <laughs> like um, CGI, right? I, I went to see uh, Gravity uh, the other day, and it's it's funny where you have this kind of what what do you call a, a thing where it's just uh, the zeitgeist, you know, yeah. the sense of uh, you know sci-fi is sci-fi is sometimes one of the most mainstream of the genres, mm. you know what I mean? And people look to the future and. They, they try to learn from it and this mm -hmm. I, I don't know it's a very strange genre for me um, sci-fi the older the older, again, yeah. the older mm -hmm. I kind of get and um, um, I, I just think that that uh, when when you know has there been Irish sci-fi films that's 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 the, the whole point uh, well, I mean there was well, there was an Earthbound last year yeah you know um, but I, you know, I can't. I, I again, this sort of comes back to my my thing of like the Irish accent. It needs to be set here, okay. And I strongly believe that the best films are inherent to their location, okay. That they can't happen anywhere else, right? And if your story could work better in New York, then set it in New York, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I see for me very little reason to have a sci-fi set in Ireland. I, I don't get it, you know what I mean? I could just about buy Doctor Who in London and stuff <laughs> like that, but I don't see any reason for sci-fi to happen in Dublin when it, when it could happen in, 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 yeah. in, in South Africa, you know, whatever, you know. Well, I, I agree, as I, I, I'd be a big sci-fi geek as well, and I think that it probably would throw me if there was a sci-fi film set here. Yeah. And it was like, this is a science fiction film, we're building a rocket as a moon, and by the way, it's in Dublin. You're gonna go, I'm, yeah. I'm not really buying that. Yeah, there's gotta be a why. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, you know, I can see why horrors are set here. We have such a rich folklore yeah. background. Yeah, yeah. I can, you know, the, 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 that makes sense to me. You know, I can see why certain dramas might be set here, um, comedies especially. Yeah. But I can't see why sci fi would be set here. Maybe I'll be further wrong. That's a challenge. That's a challenge yeah. for anyone out there. Make a sci fi here. Never comes from space. Well, with that, now I think we're just gonna just wrap it up. And want to thank everyone, and uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. <laughs>